This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We're your Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, which can be a little peppery, a little bitter, maybe a little salty, but at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi. Hello. So today, you guys, we have got a brand new season of Love After Lockup. Mm -hmm. This is Love After Lockup, still season four, um, but episode 31 called The Jeweler and the Thief. Uh, That girl, that woman who is dating that bank robber, uh, she is going to give me so much joy this season. This cast is on fire, honey. I'm into it. I'm I'm very into it. Uh, the only thing, the only caveat is that we know that Gabby and Chris end up in in like domestic abuse situations. Um, oh, we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. So I am. Everyone's still talking about them. Like we, it's they're still being spoken about. But we all. I, I mean, I don't. I haven't seen any evidence. I've seen any pictures. But everyone's just been talking about how like he like beat her up. So, um, that's gonna unfortunately taint this convert this you know thing. But anyways. So let's jump right into the episode. I mean, let's jump right into these this two because we left yeah. a cliffhanger. So we have to like wrap it up. We have to close the circle when it comes to Justine and Michael. Um, you guys heard me say that I fully take back me calling him ugly. Like, I mean, I it's just the hair is done and the weight is lost and he just looks like a different person to me. Um, so Justine and Michael, we start off with her in her cat suit. I took a screenshot of it. It got deleted. I don't know. I couldn't go back in. The episode is down from YouTube, so I couldn't take any pictures. Um, And she's in his car, and he walks out of the prison with a keyboard on his shoulder. Chris? Mm -hmm. No, I literally was like, sir, is that a parting gift? Was there like a raffle right before you left? And they just like, you want a keyboard? Like, I don't understand how the keyboard happened. Were you, you know, like, they holding it for you the whole time? That was just so confusing. I like to think that he was in mid- like playing like do 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 and then they arrested him yeah and he was like oh take my baby you know but he has babies yeah it's like how people get arrested like and then they come out of prison with the clothes that they came to prison with and it could be like the clothes you wore last year it could be the clothes you wore 10 years ago you know and for him it was like his keyboard he was that's all he was wearing was that keyboard that was his outfit i loved it first of all i like thought about the moment someone gets out of prison and how to pick them up, I've, I've never thought about this moment, but I really loved the way that Justine did it. She looks like Catwoman. There's like a bat car. She feels like she's going to go pick up her man. He's going to make, she's going to make him feel like Superman. You know, it's like his car, you know, it's like fancy. She looks hot as hell. You know, like he's such a musician. He comes out with his keyboard. Then he gets in the front seat and he just like has to like put on all his like Rolexes and chains and stuff like that. Like just... I, I mean, like, it was just fascinating to watch. It's it's fascinating to watch the difference 
from many different people's exit moment, you know, like people come in, you know, like, you know, just like with nothing into like a pickup truck. This man comes in like into a fabulous, it's just, yeah, it's just so interesting. I love them as a couple. I've always thought Michael is so hot. My God, he is incredibly attractive, but Justine is incredibly attractive too. So it's like not disrespectful. I love them as a couple. I think they're hot. I think she's hot. I think he's hot. I can't wait for them to just be hot together. And I like looking at their hotness. Um, yeah, he looks, he looks great. Um, but yeah, they go back in time. Like they proposed over nine days, you know, like, so uh, yes, she was working with his mom. Right. And the mom's like, oh, my son's in prison. And then she's like, oh, okay. But then she goes online because he's like mildly famous as a rapper and sees his Instagram and is like, <laughs> and then she's like, oh, he is in prison. Are you going to go visit him soon? And Michael's mom's like, yeah, do you want to come? And she's like, mm -hmm, sure. Yeah. I'm free that day. So she goes right. And the minute they see each other, it's like his mom brought her a present. It doesn't take that long before they're like engaged like three times. Like, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I also am wondering, like, was there a scene off camera where his family was actually there to pick him up? Like, why were they so good about it? Because they made it seem like they were so shocked that they got married and they didn't know about it. And then this boy has been in prison for six years and everyone he thinks that he's, you know, took care of them. And we find out later on that he really did step up and take care of his family. Um, but I'm just like, how is it that they're allowing this to happen when so many other mothers don't, won't, can't. So I'm like, they're really lucky. Justine is really lucky that she didn't end up in some kind of crazy situation because his family completely respects the fact that Christine is going to go by her. I mean, his kids aren't even there. So it was just, so it made me go, was there a, was there a secret release? Is that maybe that's why I had to keep, I don't know. I don't know. I was just having like tinfoil hat, like thoughts. Um, but yeah, they got married very, very uh, early and he gets into that car and he is allowing her to drive. He does have some anxiety about the police because, and she has, like, has to hold his hand through it, which I thought was really sweet. And then we get a little bit of his background. So he is in his confessionals with his hair out. I mean, Rico Suave, Afro Latino, giving us, giving us hair, giving us face, giving us all the things, right? Um, and he's just talking about how at a young age, he had to, you know, hit the streets because there were times where they didn't have any food, the electricity went off and things like that. And it just made me, oh, it, it, it always makes me a little mad at the parent. It, it just always does because I'm like, I understand circumstances happen, but I just always feel bad for the child so much that I get a little angry at the parent that that's traumatizing. And, you know, he said that he, that was not something that he ever wanted. And so he hit the streets and started selling drugs. And I mean, he says he has an empire, which like, okay, I want to believe, but I was just like, in that moment, Justine is so lucky. Like if you're going to date the drug dealer, this is the drug dealer to date because he's still like getting her jewelry and stuff and, and buying her presents from beyond the, the veil. And like, <laughs> um, it was, I, I, I loved it. I loved their reunion. I loved their time in the car. I loved him talking about wanting to have sex with her. I love the producers being like, how long are you going to last? And that innocent soul didn't know what he was, what they were talking about. He's like, oh no, we're going to last forever. And she's like, no, nah, babe, like sex wise. And he's like, oh yeah, two minutes. <laughs> I love that. 
Yeah, like he's just so humble. He's like, he's like, I'm so happy like a bird can shit on me and be totally fine. I'm still outdoors. You know, he's cute when he's talking about his life. Like he like he has one woman that he was with for like a long ass time, and that woman has three of his kids. And then he has two more kids because like then later on in life he was like with another woman, but it was kind of whatever. And he had a kid with her, but then somehow also had a kid with I think with another woman. He's like, it's real Jerry Springer shit. Um, and he also has a very heartful moment of having missed father time. Which all of these things happen in such a succession that you're like, oh my God, I love this man. Okay, truly. But I mean, you know, they're doing it well. Um, he also says that like nothing would make him sell a dime bag again. Like he feels so he feels there's a, there's a relief and he feels lucky to have a second. This is what it, I mean. It feels like he feels lucky to have a second chance and he wants so badly to take all the things that he did well in his previous enterprise and empire and try and make it work in a legal sense. What she kind of says is like, he's like, look, uh, drug dealers sometimes have a very similar story, how we were raised and why we had to do what we had to do. But, but the problem is that when we start to make a little money that should propel us into something legitimate, it's such good money that we just keep going and keep going into this situation that is bound to explode in our faces. Yeah. It's like what strippers sometimes say, like they just started on the pole for like a little bit and then the money's so good that they're just like, why would I do anything else? <laughs> um, and that's, I think what fast money will do to anybody. Truly. Um, yeah. I love that. He's like, yeah, babe, I shave my balls. I shave my asshole in case you wanted to get all up in there. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for being so understandable. Um, I, this is what I understood about his ex and the baby, that he was with this woman on, like just for 12 and a half years and he just did her dirty and cheated on her because he says that Justine was the first woman that he like really took seriously and was like, oh, you, I respect women now because of you. And I just feel so bad for that woman that he was with for 12 and a half years that he had three kids with. She has to watch this and the kids and watch him say, yes, that Justine is the one who, who made him understand why he should respect women. Yes. And this woman spent 12 and a half years of her life and he cheated on her multiple times. Like he said, cause he was a playboy and it's like, how are you a playboy? when you were with somebody for 12 years and also you were with this girl when she was like in high school or something. Right. Like, yeah, at least like 16 years old. And then he's like, yeah. And then the last year, um, actually one of the girls that I was cheating on had a baby. So he has four kids. The, the last two are the same age Yeah, because the two women, this new, the, one of the new ones and the 12 year, the 12 and a half year relationship, uh, they got pregnant at the same time and it was a lot of drama. Um, so he's like really understanding that he has learned his kids again and that, you know, he, that's going to be a, a, a new challenge. He has to learn her kids too. He didn't mention that. He got to learn her kids. And then he's like walking around her home and he thinks everything is beautiful and everything is so spacious because for the last six years, he's been living in a bathroom size cell. Uh, so it, I mean, like, Justine has no doubts that this is going to work. Justine is like full speed ahead. I was actually quite shocked that she wasn't better on the pole, Chris. You know, I don't, you know, I think that she said she was practicing. I think she did one move for us. And I think that not everyone is gifted, you know, to pole work. You know, you know, there's a lot of people can be sexy. People can just strip. But I mean, pole work requires a lot of core strength, a lot of leg strength. So, you know, she's working her way up there, honey. Oh, um. Yeah, I think so. Uh, also, a lot of bruises you get. Like, you know, it bruises your whole body when you learn it. So, but I mean, um, if your man pays for you to have a pole in your closet, like, get better. I don't know. 
Take some lessons. Um, <laughs> all right. This yeah. is a really cute picture of them too. Look at this. I don't like yeah. feet, but I love the fact that like he just watching somebody come home from prison and just enjoy their surroundings is always bittersweet and very nice for me. Um, all right, let's move on to the next couple. Who do I have? Who do we have next? This is annoying, but interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do these two, Gabby, because there's a lot to talk about with Gabby and Chris. Um, I didn't grab their screenshot, but anyways, so we remember Gabby and Chris from Love During Lockup, and he got beat up by the security or guards at Rikers Island, and there was a lawsuit, and he won, and he got a hundred thousand dollars, all of which he sent to Gabby to hold, and Gabby used it in various ways, either sending him money, but some of the ways that she used it was she bought a car, that BMW, um, which his, his family feels entitled to. Um, she bought, uh, paid off debt. She got the apartment that she's currently living in. And this were, from her perspective, all from him. And he said, yes, you could do all these things with the money uh, because you know he had to sign off for her to get it from his lawyer. What so is that law? So yeah, his family, his family. Look, the, the difference between this picture and this picture is a completely different person. Like it is, I could not rectify. I was like, what? it looks like she has no surgery done in this. And then it looks like she has all the surgery done in this. But I'm like, this was taken and f- after all of this was filmed. So like, Chris, did she, did it go away? She didn't get like full actual surgery. She just got like injections. Mm-hmm. Oh, this girl made it seem like she, the way she said it was that she's addicted to plastic surgery. So she used the word surgery, not like, you know, I guess beautification well, methods. And she, it's, go ahead. Okay. So she said she got a lot of fillers, which is incredibly obvious. So I've been sitting here as a duck lift the entire time. Yes. But she also said one thing, that she got a bra lift. She said she got a bra lift. Now a bra lift is surgery. They somehow cut something and da da da. Now, which is somewhat confusing is you can ascertain a certain amount of bra lift with Botox. But the fact that she actually said bra lift and not just like a little like Botox to lift a brow is a, is two different things. So I feel like yeah, she did have a little cut in that bow, in that brow lift. But yeah, I mean with the with the lip things, it feels like when we see her, they are plump. They maybe have just gotten done. They look huge. And then maybe like she thought she was me on camera. And then later on, we see her in the confessional. She has no lipstick on, and it looks much smaller. Uh, I mean. The the bottom lip looks something. It's just that yeah, they are nude, and that top lip looks whatever. So I mean, yeah, she uh, she spent a lot of money on them fillers. I mean, she goes to this girl, honey, that's her friend. But I don't know if that girl is the one that did it, and I don't know if that girl is your friend, honey. Um, and she like goes and gets her the JJ tightened as well as her asshole bleached. And I'll be honest, <laughs> I did not watch them, but what I feel like every time they show this Chris guy, I think, why in God's name are you doing anything to impress that person? Wait, you didn't watch this, this, their segments? You already, oh yeah, sorry. What, no, you don't watch their segments? No, I definitely did watch their segments, but I didn't watch when they were on. Oh, last- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, um, he's one of the most unattractive people I've ever seen in my life. True. And so true. when she was in first the first season, like talking about him, I was just like, why and she's like chris opened my heart and i was like then he has a really good game and you're stupid like the the whole vaginal thing she hasn't had children so like and and she also hasn't had sex for however long 
that, you know, he's been in prison supposedly. So why would she need to like get her vagina tightened up to get back to being a virgin? It hurts her. This woman said it's like hot stones on like a hot stone massage. A hot stone massage is too hot for my back and my legs. Like whenever they put, every time they put a hot stone on my person, it is too hot. So to have a heat thing in your vagina, when you have not had any children is wild. And then to get this, her butthole bleached, I'm sorry, it, did, did that change from being like a gay man thing to like being a woman? Or is that like, is that like now our thing? I don't I, want it. No, I, I will never do it. Uh, not, not ever. Um, yeah, it's just so interesting. Like, why does she felt the need to like do those two things and to just like a full upheaval? Like in my mind, I I get up, I get sad when listen. There's many different kind of plastic surgeries. I guess I get sad when women feel the need to change their like genitals. You know, like whether they feel like you know, there's like lapoplasty and labia. Wait, what's the word, honey? Labia, uh, labiaplasty. And stuff like that. I mean, you know, like it's they're all beautiful, no matter what kind of like shade. And like, yeah, in my mind, I was like, there is no way that like your vag is that liggity loose, honey. That like, why would you feel so insecure that this man that's been in prison like won't, you know, happily jump into that pee? You know, and are you like, why are you doing that to yourself? What what money does like spend? Is it just because you think it's gonna be an, a crazy opening scene? Maybe, and that girl just wanted to get like free advertising i mean okay but like yeah she i just kept thinking like do you think that like you're just loosey-goosey because of your previous partners is there some sort of like insecurity in you that like you've just been with men that are just you know a little bit and just like has taken taken you down i mean is that is that your your horse um is that yeah horse? it's like my like where you look at where you just like something where you just like you know are intimate with someone and you see what's happening and oh, oh like, i thought you were doing know? i thought you were trying to say that they were hung like a horse and so then that was your horse impersonation yeah it kind of i mean you know like yeah it, it was meant to be like if you're with someone and they're like peeny is just the biggest thing in the whole world and you're like i don't i don't i'm not gonna be right after that and i don't <laughs> to like sacrifice my non-rightness for that you know <laughs> yeah I don't know um she is a weird one she's always been a weird one and like her her last season stuff was just like extra and his family while I think that they might be extra but because she's so extra that it just makes it like I want to be on the family side you guys the her sis the sister-in-law his sister did not disappoint she is still rolling blunts on camera I could believe it. forever roll. Bl I mean, Chris, that's what she did. Oh, it, it was just like, I, I was like, are you rolling a blunt, man? I feel like she's like, is this cool? And they were like, yeah. And then they just let her do it. And then, okay, wait, I'm getting a hold of myself, but I just want everyone to know she did. She did like uh, roll blunts and smoke them uh, okay, on camera. Let's say, okay, so this so, is what's happening. So, oh, go ahead. Set it up so and tell yeah, you. So we we go let's let's go back to after she gets the surgery so we find out that she's going to have to drive to pennsylvania or something with the mother and the sister whom she does not like and she's gonna have to stay in the same room with them and my thought was why oh do you spend all of his money like every single cent you spent so you couldn't even be able to get your own room at the holiday inn or whatever. Like that's wild. So she has to go pick them up and she says the dumbest thing, which makes me so mad. She's like, I'm late. I'm running late, but I'll be there in a minute. 
that is a an oxymoron. You are if you were running late, you're not going to be there in a minute unless you already called them late. Unless you already were 15 minutes late and you're like, hey, I'm running late, as if they don't fucking know that because you're not there. It's annoying. Anyways, so she goes to pick them up and they get in the car and they start to drive and they do the thing they're just supposed to do, which ask questions because otherwise it'd be silent. And they're like, oh, are you happy? Are you excited? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, uh, how have you been? And she's like, I'm good. Like, <laughs> she just won't interact with them. And then finally they're like, how do you think everything's going to go with between you and Chris? And she's like, I don't know. And then both the mother and the sister are like, oh, he's about to be hot with the way your face looks. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was couldn't. I that that part, that part, that part. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, I can't. Yeah, and true. Like that's a whole, it's a whole different face. And like, here's the thing. I can't wait to see it. You know, because I think that girls think that guys want this look. You know what I'm saying? So I can't wait to see a man react to it. Yeah, and um, they are pretty sure he's she's gonna be he's gonna be pissed because she's has admitted that she spent $30,000, $30,000 of his 105 k on her face. And, and to me, she's not even actually having surgeries. She's just getting procedures, like just filler. Like, girl, <laughs> so much just for fillers and just for like whatever. So I don't know. Maybe she did have the, the brow lift. Um, and so she's in a like a pissy ass mood the rest of the trip. And that's how she looks in the car. What I just showed you. And if you were on Patreon, you would see the pictures of what we're putting up. Um, and so she gets frustrated. They get to the, the hotel and they're like, what's wrong with you, Gabby? And she's like, I'm just really annoyed today. I'm just going to go to bed and everything will be fine. And she says this while she is sitting in the room with them on two twin queen or double queens in the room. She's about to roll a blunt, a, a joint. The the sister is about to roll a joint, and the mom is just like, "Okay, we'll leave you alone." And I'm like, "How? How?" I it, does it make? I, yeah, it doesn't make a lick of sense why she is because at the same time, it's like, oh my god. Then if you can't buy a sixty nine dollar room for yourself, then don't get your badge blobby blued. You know, like, my God, how much was a badge blobbity blue? Um, okay, so basically this is also what's happening. She wants to get married to Chris, like, the moment he gets out of, you know, prison. And, you know, his, like, family wants to, like, spend time with him. But she's not telling them that she wants to get married right away because, like, she doesn't care about them. She just hates them. So in the morning, it's like they're having a free breakfast, you know, and they have to be somewhere to get him. He's going to be at that place by 11. He calls because what happened before Bobby, like what happened before is that in previous times he was supposed to be released, like the air, like he get like marshaled back and they would think he'd be released, but then he'd actually be like taken away somewhere. So suddenly she gets a call in the morning that he's already in the bus. They call from the bus driver's phone. She's like, oh shit, it's happening. Thank God. He's already up. They have to go meet him at this place. And it's like different from where they were going to. So the mom and the sister are like, yeah, you know, like we're gonna go eat something and they just like are taking their time at this like buffet you know like they're having their like you know packaged yeah it's a continental breakfast i mean they definitely also got starbucks because that means that the coffee there was really really shitty and she wants to go like gabby wants to go pick him up pick him up and she's just like can we go now it's like 8 10 8 30 it takes two hours to get there so these women are like yeah we, we i'm gonna eat first and then we can go you know what i'm saying and gabby's like i want to go now i'm nervous so so then he calls her she's like we're not leaving because your stupid ass mom and sister like won't leave and then he calls his mom and is like why are you not leaving yet and it's like 
because it's a fucking 10. So it's not like we have to run in the car right now. So then by the time they all get in the car, Gabby is hot as hell. And she like, doesn't want to drive with them. And it's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have driven them the whole time, but like you have made every bad choice possible. And this could have just been like an Uber charge that you happily take because you didn't put all everything into your fucking lips, but that's what it is. And you know, learn from your mistakes. (laughs) I personally understood where Gabby was coming from because like, I like, no, I, I understood where Gabby was coming from period because He's calling her like, why aren't you guys on the road already? It's not like it's just her and her nerves. And the truth is anything could happen. They're not going 45 minutes away. They're going two hours away. And this person has been in prison for I don't know how long. And she's this has been an anticipatory situation. Plus, she's got someone to meet her there to get them married once he steps off the bus. And also, this bus driver is wild for allowing him to use the yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. I would never let an inmate you no one because then I'm like if you did you let everyone use your phone because it couldn't have just been Chris walking to the front being like hey bro can I use your phone because Gabby's called the phone also the si- he called the sister so not only does he have all these numbers memorized <laughs> he's using some of this I call fraud <laughs> that's his phone <laughs> oh he definitely has a memorized because when you're in prison you're not like you know pulling just pulling up a contact and pushing send honey yeah you're like beep 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 boop boop beep boop okay so um yeah so you know they fight they're just like she's not gonna drive them you know yeah she wants them out, out of her car she feels like, disrespected. They, it feels like they want to think it ends in fisticuffs yeah and i also think True. like at that point, she's the one causing this, the stress now. Just get in the car and drive them. Like, I get you're frustrated and you don't want to be, quote unquote, disrespected. And I keep making little comments. But, girl, you don't have any choice. You're not going to get these two black women out of your fucking vehicle. So just get in the car and go get your man and then complain about it then. Uh, so it looks like there is going to be fighting, as Chris said. All right. We can move on to the next couple. Ooh. Um, should we save the rest for last? No, let's talk about them. This is a new couple. <laughs> Oh, this is your you, best. I thought you were going to say the other one. I do. You want to talk about them? No, I want to. You're right. You know, you, no, 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 no. Go back. Okay. Go back. This is All right. right. So Nathan right. and Skylar. The reason why I want to do this one is because like uh, they're new and like they're kind of boring. So Nathan is 30. He's a tree trimmer. Skylar is 27 and she's a drug abuser. Uh, so they are from a small area or whatever, and they've known each other for a long time. In fact, he was best friends with her ex. And when her, when the ex died of a drug overdose, uh, he got with her. So there's that. Uh, then, <laughs> then there's also a thing where this is now the second boyfriend that she's been with who has died of an overdose. And so his peoples are like, she's crazy. But like also Nathan is a crazy person too because he's been in and out of prison and he's had drug problems. So they have had, they were in prison together apparently at the same time. And that's how they met while in prison. Well, I'm like, I didn't know that prisoners could exchange notes or letters. So it's just like a little confusion about exactly what's going on. But what we do know is that there is it, their series is like drug addiction. And like he, he did some, you know, some auto, theft auto and he had to apologize to somebody in it. But let's start from the beginning. That was amazing. Okay. <laughs> So he's going to furnish her shop with his aunt and his aunt is like a lovely white lady, you know, who, you know, like she looks like she like does some art on the side. She, you know, she has like earrings and glasses and, you know, like a kimono, you know, I like her vibe. She feels because you know what it is. Okay. Let me just say this. Nathan is in this moment. And I hope maybe he won't change 
adorable. He's an Hot. adorable person. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to say adorable. He seems very sweet mm-hmm. and he seems like he calls himself sensitive and he is, you know, like he wants to like make things nice. He's absolutely obsessed with Skylar. Mm-hmm. Like whether he loved Skylar before, whether, you know, from like when he saw her with a friend or whatever, or the trauma bond of having gone through the things they went through, like whatever it is, he loves himself some Skylar. So they're at a furniture store. Um, he talks about the fact that, yes, they they knew each other. They were in prison at the same time, but they also got to spend time, I think, together truly mm-hmm. at a halfway house, like a sober house later. Mm-hmm. Okay. What ended up happening was, is that when he got out, she was supposed to get out, but then some shit went down where she didn't get out. And he wanted to be respectful about like not telling the cameras what happened, but it probably was something where she like fell the wagon. Was she hoeing? Oh, no, she probably. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, well, I was like, she... well. uh, hoeing. Well, couldn't wait to say it too. Hoeing? Oh, she's hoeing. Skylar's hot. Skylar's hot. She does look like he calls her prison Barbie. In her mugshot, it really goes to show you what drugs can do to you. That's a whole different person. From her mugshot, this person is like, honey, one eye is going somewhere because the meth is taking it somewhere. But then at some points later, her other pictures, she looks lovely and fresh and, you know, like, you know, normal. So it's just, look at that. Who is that person? Wait, well, who is that person? Is that the same person? <laughs> yeah. It was like, what? Oh God. Um, okay. Anyway, so he and his, and his aunt are shopping. She calls, you know, and he's like, yeah, babe, I'm just going to buy like some romantic things for our house. She's like, what do you mean? I mean, he's like some like candelabras. She's like, <laughs> like, no, like, can you just like not buy that? We don't have them. We don't need that, but like buy some throw blankets. He's like, Huh. And no, throw blankets, also buy a giant picture of a cow, uh, because I had that in my old apartment Buddhas. once. Oh, and, I love um, Buddhas, they're cute. So buy a bunch of Buddhas. I'm not Buddhist, but like, you know, buy a bunch of them. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, so he's getting a little overwhelmed because he doesn't know what a throw is and other things. And so she's like, but also when you come pick me up, can you please make sure you just have my phone, my purse, my makeup, my clothes? my shoes like just like everything like all of a sudden she just is like I only want my phone my makeup my tan it's me my scene my shoe and I'm just like girl she's kind of manic there's something manic about her um but he really is into it like you like you said and she can be overwhelming which I don't think is going to be helpful for any of them because he's been sober for a while now it's her that has the like the drug problem and she's like very used to drugging with the guy she's with and then he makes a reference to fentanyl and I'm like Cause he's like, yeah, eventually everyone dies from fentanyl or he calls it like Finney or something. And I was like, so people do this drug knowing that there's a high probability of overdose. I thought this was a drug that they cut other drugs with. And if the maker accidentally put too much fentanyl, then that means that that's why people OD like Prince and uh, Michael Jackson (laughs) and Mac, whatever, Mac Miller and, what's his name michael williams like we've known a lot of people who died from from that kind of from that anyways that's what i thought so uh he goes back in didn't die from fentanyl wasn't it an overdose of something well yeah an overdose of something but not fentanyl oh i guess any anytime someone says that they died of an overdose for whatever reason my brain automatically assumes that fentanyl was involved because i feel like it's it's something that they yeah, I guess I just always think that. But maybe, okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to redact, retract that. Prince nor Michael Jackson had a fentanyl overdose. Did something else. That is one of the other bad intervening drugs. <laughs> I don't know. Just like, I don't think, I just, I don't know. Um, okay, so, yeah. So, basically, 
he's so lovely after this Anne thing and the Anne has like a really great moment with him where she's like I'm so proud of you and she also is like look basically his fucking mom died and the minute his mom died when he was a little ass cute boy his shit like never yeah. got over it he never got over it he just like couldn't do it so I think that she watched this man go through it and then she like to see her like kind of break down and look at her like sister son like it, it was really I hope it made me want him to succeed yeah he, she really does and she was just kind of worried that two addicts and two people with like troubling backgrounds getting together might create a wild situation and I think she wants to let him know that that could be a case and I also think that a little bit he's a he's a save a hoe um because the mother died and maybe there could be some kind of wanting you know he couldn't save his mother and we don't know how his mother died either so maybe you know it could be just some some kind of pathology in his life where he like he just really wants to take care of a woman and make sure that he has the, you know whatever is needed for that next generation because he does want the wife the kids the dog and the picket fence we find um so then he goes to a bar to hang out with some friends the next day or whatnot and um it's again in this small town so he she calls him and asks him what he he's doing and he's like oh i'm at the bar playing pool and she like freaks out and is like you know my history with that bar and why would you go there i don't want you doing that and doing the same thing with these people and all of the people who can hear are like we, we, we don't do drugs we, we, what we, we're just we're just playing pool at, at the bar in the middle of the day like this is not like the nighttime what what's going on <laughs> it just and then she pivots in the conversation and he hangs up with her it's weird like they it's like the conversation doesn't actually go anywhere and it's also weird that she doesn't want him hanging out there because it's a place that she doesn't like no i kind of got that i feel like she's saying you can't be hanging out at a place that i have to avoid at all costs and is tempting to me and it's like a place that triggered me into this thing and so it's like if i'm gonna come live with you and we're gonna be boyfriend girlfriend like boo don't tell me you're gonna go hang out at that fucking bar I, you know that bar is like riddled with death and drugs and every time i go there people know that like i'm coming into the drugs or it's just like i don't know i kind of got oh, that. you got that oh okay yeah i just thought it was like oddly like it's not like he's saying he's gonna go there after she gets out he's just there with his friends because they're filming a show i wanted him to say that babe i'm filming a show <laughs> that's why well, i'm here i feel like they're all from a very small town right they all like you know that's kind of like a thing they all know that bar i don't know i kind of got it i was like okay. if that Fair bar enough. is that um, so basically after this scene, he goes and he wants to like, you know, buy her a ring. He like, can't wait to like start a family. He has that, um, chance and Taylor thing where he like, you know, now that he's out and he's like been through it, he wants to like get things going. He wants a family. He wants, obviously wants to right the wrongs. He's been missing that. These, when he's in prison, he felt very lonely. He saw like birthdays go by and Christmases. Um, so he wants to go buy her a ring. Now she's like, the bigger, the better, even though it's fake. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to buy you a fake ring. So he goes to a jeweler and she happens to call. <laughs> How? Already, Ready? she's so he's so much classier than her for that. Yep. Thing. Already. So I already feel like he's going to have problems with her because he's already like, I don't know, classier than she is. Yeah. He's like, has a, it, it maybe feels like he has more integrity, right? He feels like he has a certain amount of yeah like integrity to him in that way um so except for the fact that she's like where are you he's like long john silvers you well, i've never eaten there i've never oh, first of all you know i hate fish but well have you ever eaten at long john silvers no <gasps> you're wearing my hair wrap oh yeah <laughs> i've never been to a long john silvers because i'm like i one thing i don't want is 
fast food fish. Like that is what, you know what I'm saying? If I'm going to eat seafood, it can't be, I mean, like, yes, if it's like smothered in some kind of delicious, like Asian sauce, okay, I'll get the shrimp. But like, otherwise I'm not going to go to an entire store that's like dedicated to fast food fish. It's just not the thing that I want if I'm going to eat fish. Um, but yeah, he's like lies and says he's at Long John Silver's instead of the, the, um, the jeweler and I I think it's just so crazy how sometimes these inmates have just such unencumbered access to these folks on the outside like they will call at any time and I think I understand why but it's just like wild to me <laughs> that they have so much access Wait, uh, so- can I say one more thing about Long John Silvers yeah you remember that do you remember the song y'all gonna get your wish go fish no okay go on so um this is her last weekend in prison and she's very excited so he walks into the jewelers this is the first time we've ever had it on any kind of matt sharp production you guys he walks in and that salesperson goes hey nathan how are you he doesn't have to explain shit he doesn't have that weird awkward moment he's coming to purchase the ring with the weirdest Leopard print, blue flower I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God, I didn't understand. the. At first I was like, okay, so this is what happened. She comes out with this like beautiful box where she's going to pick, you know, give him the ring that he's already picked out that they kind of worked on. And then she puts down, my God, a gilded gold blue cheetah print rose. And in my mind, I'm like, is that the thing they do? Like they're like, first of all, it takes away from the ring. And then we realize, no, 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 no. He's wanted it to be that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what a weird thing to put next to the jewelry he's about to buy. This ugliest, the tackiest, ugliest blue cheetah print. And I mean, when I saw it, I was like, no fucking way is this happening here? And this like, why would you do this? Like, you know, like this makes no sense. Like the, the ring looks tiny in comparison. It just, it looks fake. I mean, after this whole thing, like I won't buy you a fake ring, you're gonna buy me a fake rose anyway, God bless. So then he's like, no, it's this is what it is. She's He's going to put the ring onto the flower and she loves blue. And so he picked this and it'll be like a good vehicle. And they're both thinking how great this is and how great he has chosen. And it feels, he feels so happy. Okay. Yes. We think it's tacky and terrible. However, at least it is better than 98% of the situations that happen on this show normally. Like (laughs) I just have to, it's it it context. We have to put it into context and say, this was really lovely and sweet. Um, Then he like is like checking out and he keeps like looking over at the lady in the, in the like finance office. And he's like, Hey, I don't mean to make this awkward. (laughs) No, he didn't say that. He's like, Hey, is your name Olivia? And she's like, and he's like, yeah, um, I'm really sorry. I st- stole your mom's car when I was younger. I- I- I'm a different person now. I'm very sorry. I, I truly am. I'm very sorry. And I was like, like, yeah, I know. She knew immediately. She's like, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know you are. I know exactly who you are. Yeah. And she was gracious about it, too. She was like, people change. And yeah, I do know who you are. Like everyone knows who Nathan is, right? Everyone knows who he is at this point. But I just loved that moment. I loved it because he didn't have to. She was miked. So they knew something was about to happen. But like, I just thought it was a sweet moment. And it made me endeared to to Nathan um, even more. So I I think, unfortunately, I'm going to be on his side throughout this. And I feel like Skylar is going to come out crazy AF. Like... (laughs) Um, well, that is the end of them. Let's move on. So we did Nathan, Justin. 
Gabby and Chris. Okay, you know what? Let's move on to my, let's move on to a couple of It's going to be great. I think, listen, Ashley and Travis. Okay. Chris, do you want to tell us a little bit about Ashley? Ashley is, I'm um, a woman who lives by herself and she is, she's an appraiser of estate jewelry. So vintage jewelry that comes by way of like antique stores or estate sales. She, you know, takes them in. So um, she has the face of an 18 year old and the extremities of like a yeah 38 year old like sometimes she looks so young she met this guy um travis yeah she met this guy <laughs> and he because she thought he was so handsome yeah she didn't know that he was he was like they say this way she's like one of her clients set him up or was was the yeah, brother so, of one of her clients yes yes <laughs> So my thought was, I was like, okay, uh, was she the antique jewelry appraiser for someone in like Travis's family's estate sale? And then so she was like at the estate sale and she like met this girl and this girl was like, yeah, you know, I'm just doing this for my aunt or whatever. I'm the only one that's available because my brother Travis, he's in prison. And so she was like, prison, you say? What, what? Mm-hmm. And so she... <laughs> So she starts to write him and it's been four years. Okay. I feel, I really do feel like Ashley's a lush. She's just like a 38 year old, like crazy woman who just drinks away her weekends. Yes. And she manages to like have this job where it sounds pretty exciting and like kind of shishi, but like, is it? I mean, she lives in Florida and she has what, I mean, I love her covered patio. The patio covers her pool. Yes. Like, yes. I love it. So I'm like, is she rich? I don't know. But then we see that neighbor and we're like, is that neighbor rich? Anyway. No. So we start off this, we start off the episode with her talking to her best friend her her dog and she's like yeah we're gonna see daddy and then she goes into her um bathroom to get something and she falls for the umpteenth time on her bathroom rug and i think at this point you either need to get a bathroom rug that has rubber on the bottom or just take that shit out of your bathroom like if you keep falling on it and you keep keeping it there then who's the idiot like she thinks of herself as compassionate patient and wild she thinks she's a freak in the sheets which we didn't need that information at all um she says when they asked her if she's ever been married she's like yeah um this no i haven't been married i mean never like as though like marriage is like the craziest thing that's ever like she's never even thought of and then she's like well this one guy he engaged me uh because he liked my butt and then i'm like what are we what are we talking about yeah. Do you understand? Do you understand what was asked of you? No. You, like, what do you mean this one guy engaged you? So, y- you mean you were engaged once? There's a moment of her being, it feels like maybe like, yeah, I'm, I drunk a lot. So, like, sometimes she'll talk or her eyes are a little like, you know, where she's like, engaged me. You know, that's what I was like. You know, that's what I read it as. I was like, oh, engaged to you? Engaged me. Yeah, he's not engaged me because he liked my butt. And I was like, oh. I mean, a normal way of saying that would have been like, yeah, I had a boyfriend for 10 years and we got engaged. And uh, I mean, he he just really liked my butt. 
And then I realized that all he wanted was to put his face in my butt and I just wasn't into butt play anymore. So I had to break up with him. Like that's what she needed to say to make that sentence make any fucking sense. I mean, if you're saying you're freaking the sheets, honey, then like let that man put his whole face in your butt. You know, like if that's what it is. I don't understand what the problem is. And what she calls, what she says, like what she does, she even slurs that because she's like, I'm an 18th Empire Liberty purveyor. And I'm like, what did you say? What did you say? I had to replay it to hear her say, I'm an antique and estate fine jewelry purveyor. But I heard, I'm an antique and pretend liberty purveyor. I was like, you are a crazy person. You're a liberty so mayor? She- you're the mayor of liberty? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you get married? How'd you get elected to that? That's crazy. <laughs> she slid into his JPEG. And uh, that is how she began talking to him by giving him money. And this bitch says that she's paid $80,000 over the last four years. So maybe she does make money, Chris. Yeah, she does. No, she does, but she doesn't keep it. I mean, you know, like, yeah. So basically, whatever. Like, you know, he calls. She like, you know, she facetimes him like on the multiple pillows. You know, like he's like, can't wait to like wake up to you and like see your beautiful face in the morning. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see it too. That'd be great. I can't. I can't. I hope I see your face when I see when you see her face in the morning. I want all of everyone's face and reactions. Um, I can't wait. Um. So he's just like, I you know, want to be entwined in you. And she's like, thanks, babe. You know, she's, he's like, they all just can't wait to bone. So then we meet her neighbor. Okay, this neighbor is, <laughs> I mean, it's, a, uh, it's an interesting looking man. At one point, let me just say this. He might have a little tumor or goiter or he, the whole time, or the whole time, he has, skull. He has a jawbreaker that he's holding in one part of his mouth. <laughs> Okay, the end. I, I mean, like, so, but then she's like this. She's like, look, Martin is my neighbor. He tried to kiss me like a couple of weeks ago, but whatever. <laughs> He's coming over to take care of my place and watch my dog while I go. But when then she's like, but he just texted me saying that, like, he can't do it. I'm so pissed. So He's coming over and he basically is like, hey, I just wanted to check and see if I want to do that. She's like, oh, I must have misread. Yeah, I still need to do it. So then, of course, he, like, sits down and she's like, yeah, my my boo doesn't want me to, like, drink with you because, like, he's, like, jealous and you're, like, you know, very attractive. You, like, sit next to me. You know, you, like, next to me, huh? And he, like, is being fluffed up by this. So like, do you want a drink? He's like, yeah. So then she goes and gets him a drink in her in one glass that's, like, some weird drink and then she decides to, like, bring it out pour some on her plastic glass be like we're not supposed to drink together but it's our last night it is like wild like this woman is on another plane of insecurity where she's like wanting so badly to i first of all this it made me um cringe i mean it made me like shudder this woman is and her energy is in every way fucked up <laughs> like she I'm everything about her. Chris, she referred not this one. Not this one. She referred to Martin as cute and convenient. And then I knew that something was wrong with her. And she like she says, but you're gonna be next door because in case he's dangerous. And Martin's like, you think I can fight somebody who's been in prison for 13 years? Absolutely not. He's like, listen, I want to come over and meet him because I want us to be friends. I don't want there to be any aminosity between us or violence. Any aminosity. He doesn't want any of that between him and Travis or violence. Also, Travis has been in prison for 13 years. That man has had sex. (gasps) Oh! Whenever anyone has been in prison for 10 years or longer, I'm like, oh, no, they're 
someone is giving them head or giving them butt because there is no way that that this man would just could, if I were in prison for over two years, I would have sex with somebody in there. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. 13 years mm-hmm. is a long ass time. That's like a, that's a long ass time. So mm-hmm. anyways, that's mm-hmm. my thought on them. We're going to get so much good stuff from her. She thinks that he's her best friend. Oh yeah. That were you talking about that crying clip, which is like, I didn't want to wake up next to my best friend and I get the fuck. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then he had sent her some kind of prison ring and she doesn't even know what it's made out of. I'm like, girl, it could be made out of like spit, toilet paper and soap. And you have that on your ring finger. It's so weird. Anyways. Also, one more thing is like, she's also, one of her running storylines is she's petrified of how other people will think of her because she's uh, like, you know, with a guy who robbed a bank and she's like, you know, I guess in whatever, like jewelry, jewelry, whatever. And I want to be like, well, what do people think about you when they see, see you and hear you, though? You know, like, she's just, you know, she's just a little sloppy. She's going to have this conversation with Martin. She has her, like, leg sitting, like, she, you know, like, she has, like, her whole leg on her thigh. Like, she's sitting, like, very masked. Her toes have never been done. It's in a furry flip-flop. She, like, I just, you know, she lives her life just, like, wanting to get s- drunk with certain disgusting men to make her feel good about herself she feels like it's an incredibly lonely empty existence that she has which she's now filled with the desire to be with an attractive man and as much as i'm saying this it's actually mean i feel like i'm saying this is mean but it's just it's the kind of thing that i want us to never do friends never do (laughs) steer clear you know she also said that she bought glassware for the first time that she's been drinking out of solo cups this entire time and that is the end of them let's move on to monique and Derek. oh my god monique and Derek! like i this might be i mean this is a very this is this couple's very very juicy you know? this is gonna be bad um because he is very controlling even in prison so i can only imagine how he's gonna be so um yeah this derek has uh been in prison for nine years and um i feel like he's had sex too uh while in prison says that she is somebody who is used to just like kicking men out of the bed um after they've been there for two days or something and i'm like yeah i would want them to be gone for two days if they were in my house too yeah they gotta go um so we start off with her driving and she's on speakerphone with him in her car and she's like you know what they say straight out of prison p-u-s-s-y is the best and i was like who's they girl you just made that up wait you just wanted to say that (laughs) <laughs> and the reason why they would say is because they just haven't had that much. So I mean, all, all that means is that any pee would feel good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, or the, B. Yeah. yeah B. <laughs> Derek is in prison for drugs. Um, she says that he's been in and out of prison since he was 19 and he is now 29, which listen, these people don't grow up. They didn't, they didn't get an opportunity to grow up because most of their time has been in a very structured situation. And when they got out, they went buck wild and they got put back in again. So this is all like red flags for me. Uh, they've been dating for two and a half years and they've never met. They're just prison pen pals and they just talk on the phone. Derek works out twice a day and he would like for her to do so as well. She's even lied to him and told him that she was been, has been going to the gym when she hasn't stepped not a pinky toe into the gym. Uh, she is going to meet her friends and she's already late to this event. And uh, when she gets there, her friends have some hard hitting questions for her. But the question I have is what are these drinks that are in like Patron? Mm-hmm. 
yes. bottles. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what are these drinks? And yes. I, would, I need more, more information, more information on there. So she's got a group and all of her girlies are big girls, right? And the big girls are like, listen, they're, just her sister. they're actually her sisters, both. And then her guy friend. Okay. Oh, okay. So these folks are like, these sisters are like, sis, this man ain't seen your body. And they are very skeptical. They feel like she probably has been lying to him and catfishing him to a certain extent. And they're like, you, do, does he know how big you are? Is the, has that not come across? And she's like, well, I think everything's going to be great. And you guys are just bringing me down with your negativity. And they're like, no, 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 we're not trying to be negative. We're trying to be realistic here. Chris? Is this fun to watch? No, it's not. No, it's not fun to watch. It's not fun to watch. And it's like, it's it's sad. Because, yes, all these women are big, but she's a little bigger. Okay? She, and we, there's just, you know, it's hard. It's very hard to lose weight. And she describes how she gained weight mm -hmm. later on, which is a very sad story. So, which basically is this, my love. So she was pregnant and then she's already, she's always been a big, a little big, but then when she had a baby, the baby passed away very early on like three days. And then she had the depression of that plus COVID. She just gained 150 pounds. Okay. Yeah. So during this time, okay. So we've seen some of the pictures that she has sent to um, her boo and yes, they are all filtered. And from this like angle of like, with a filter so and never she, full body she does not look like it you know she does not look like this you know like i want for her to like work on some stuff but like mildly she looks she gives me mild latrice royale a little bit yes but this wig is laid okay we've got women that come on this show and their wigs be bad but this bitch this she got a good ass wig for this mm -hmm. okay there's that yeah um okay so yeah these drinks are interesting it looks like you know it's a big fruity drink with like lots of alcohol which she loves to drink so um that's like part of her thing um and then she goes with her cousin to the nutritionist nutritionist yeah. to, for like a to see and derek's on the phone because he's controlling and he wants to be there and he says he's going to support her but like there is no way that he can support her he's just going to push her and be mean to her that's yeah. what he's going to do because he doesn't understand where the eating is coming from. You have to like attack the mental, the, like the, whatever's ailing you that's causing you to overeat before you attack the person, right? You attack the problem, not the, the, the person. And so he's just going to do that anyway. So he's on the phone. This lovely lady comes in and tells her like all they're going to do to help her psychologically get through this. And I'm like, is anybody licensed one, like a licensed nutrition and a licensed therapist too. And then it's like $4,800. And I was like, oh, no one's licensed because like, there's no way that that for what they're trying to do for her, like that is an expensive process. She would need to go through therapy as well as lose weight. And so you're, they're charging her $5,000 for them to just tell her things and expect her to do it on her own. I, you know, as someone who's had weight loss surgery, and so uh, I understand this part, I think that I want her, if she hasn't tried anything, then I think that it's great to like get a motivational start. And um, if she needs like a person as a coach, like, you know, get her motivated, sure. But she absolutely needs to have intense therapy on why she is in a habit loop of perpetually overstuffing herself and eating in eating in such a way. And I understand that. I'd also say that, um, you know, I think she should look into surgery if uh, this doesn't work out. Yeah. 
and but also still the therapy the therapy is the most important wall was right like it's just about you can do whatever you want to like lose weight but if you aren't addressing why you have perhaps an obsessive need to eat to um past the point of being full then it's a moot point you can't you can't out you can't out exercise a bad diet there's nothing you can do if you're just overeating all the time it's just truly so um she and Derek like talk about sex all the time. They send a lot of sexy letters to each other. And she is saying that he has a very high sex drive. And I'm like, girl, are you about to match that? He's about to be all over you. And I hope the best for them. I really do. Um, I, but I think he's going to be terrible for her, especially because she found out that she has sleep apnea and diabetes. And he's like, I don't want to sleep next to you with the sleep apnea machine. And I'm like, then you don't like this person because I, the, listening to somebody stop breathing during sex and then the like heavy snoring is stressful so like let this person do the thing that they need to do to like breathe fully at night yeah that part was hard too that part was hard too but another reason why i'm like i want you to get yeah let's get let's get this under control i i I wish her the best on her like weight loss journey you know And yeah, she's, and he's like, you're going to stop drinking them fruity drinks that are like a full Patron bottle. And she's like, okay. I think there's actually another couple that we didn't get introduced to today. I Mm -hmm. saw this and I was like, oh, okay. We just, we don't know. So I don't know when they're going to be introduced, but you know, Mm -hmm. this is five couples, you guys. Um, We are excited about it, but I feel like five couples, this was hard to try to get it done in an hour. So... (laughs) Um, thank you guys so much for watching or listening and watching if you're on our um, Patreon. That is patreon.com slash docusweeties for $10 a month. And you get to see the visuals and the unedited version of what you are listening to on your podcast. Um, we actually did something cool. Um, we did a wrap up of the single life and we put it on our podcast. And then we had an entire other hour and a half conversation on our um, Patreon where we talked about the juicier couples from the single life. So if you guys want to get both sides of our thoughts, please go ahead and join us on Patreon, $10 a month. And Chris will tell you about our socials. Yes, honey, we're very social. We are extroverted, honey. So please hit us up on Instagram. We're a docu-sweeties. Follow us, interact with us. We love you guys so much. Of course, you can also follow us on Twitter and TikTok at docusweeties1, but we're not as active there. We're just being truthful and honest with you, as always. Um, other than that, we wish you the happiest of holiday seasons. Um, thank you so much for listening. We're very excited, very excited about this new season. I think these couples look really, really great, especially because we're also following 90 Day. And we can't be happier that that shit's almost done. So um, uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Greatest five stars. And bye. Bye.